0: Welcome to Gorilla Discipleship. I'm Kevin Baker. I'm Tim Parker. We are so glad to be with you again this week. We're talking uh, still through paradigm shifts for disciple making and multiplication. And uh, I'm going to just right, get right into it. Tim, what are we talking about today? Our first one is one you've probably heard us beat this drum over and over and over again. We're going to beat it again.
1: Hopefully not beat a dead horse. <laughs> um, but it's we say it because it's so important and we say it because we want to highlight it distinctively from all the other ones. And without further ado, it is moving from knowledge-based to obedience-based, so moving from knowing more to doing more, uh, because we often struggle with wanting to have more head knowledge instead of actually more heart knowledge or heart action, as I guess that's how, how I would phrase it.
0: I'm gonna, I I want to ask you a couple of questions yeah. on this, Tim. When, Why do you think we want—why do you think the culture of the church is more knowledge-based than obedience-based, at least in the West—
1: man uh i think that's kind of how our western systems and culture have been set up if you go back to the ancient romans it was all about knowledge and Mm just and ironically kind of discovering that knowledge and then passing that knowledge on uh and then i think there's also a piece of it where i'm going to be really cynical and i think it's also because it's easier to know than it is to do i know there's that cheesy line they say those who uh, can do those who can't teach. Yeah. and I'm not picking on teachers. I know it's kind of cheesy, but it's like if, if you don't really want to do something, then you can just get knowledge and you can feel good about yourself and you can know a lot and you can impress people. I think we've said that before. Yeah. And so I think it's a little bit about just how our, our culture has been set up. And I think as you know, a human race, we need to know stuff and we want to build on a previous knowledge. But we also don't respond well to people telling us what to do or to uh, doing things we don't want to do. And so it's easier to just study something. Um, Like it's easier to go out and, I don't know, read a book about physics than to actually go and try to practice your physics on paper. It's easier to learn about calculus or learn about people who invented calculus and to actually have to do differential equations. Like, that's actually painful and difficult. That's yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, it's, it's easier to say, well, I can tell you how to do it, but I can't actually do it. You know, there is a sense, though, I, I think. Uh, see if you agree with this. Yeah. There is a sense. I mean, people. I've known people, and I'm sure all of us here have been in Bible studies, where we've gained knowledge yeah. and we felt like we were growing. Like, yeah. wow, I never knew that before. And it, and it feels like I'm, I'm growing and yet, what seems to be again pressed over and over again in Scripture is is this idea of of doing more than just knowing about. It. I mean, you know, that idea of uh, G- of James saying that you know the demons uh, know and shudder because there's no obedience in their lives. There's no surrender. I in feel their like life. it's that it's that um, but because we
1: professionalize everything because we have no. so much knowledge, and now with the internet, we have access to everything at any time, even things that aren't true. That when we um, We just, I think there's that kind of lie that we believe from Mm. the evil one that says, you just need to know one more piece and then you'll be good enough. And so I think that's kind of a a lie of our culture and Christianity that, you know, Satan has kind of put his hands into is, uh, whoever, wherever you are on your walk, everyone always thinks they just need to know a little bit more. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we think if, if we know more, obedience will get easier. I think that's one hundred percent true. And and the truth. If I just is, know the Greek word behind this, <laughs> then I can be obedient to it. But I need to know exactly what it meant
0: in its original yeah. context, or yeah. else I can't do it. It's kind of <laughs> like a, a you know, a mom and dad going away and saying <laughs> to the kids, "Hey, we want you to clean the house." And um, and you know, instead of cleaning the house, they start debating. Well, what does really the word "clean" mean? Do you know what's the root of "clean"? Oh, "clean" means to and you know so they, it the house or yeah, the house, yes, Is it yeah. the entire house. Yeah, or? which house was he talking about? Uh, My playhouse, Is right, right. <laughs> and so we we it's almost like in without realizing it, we do a lot of a um, lot of ways to avoid getting to the no one thing, do one thing. You know, mm-hmm. learn one one thing, do one thing. We we you know, there are certainly times where I have tried to figure out, okay, God, really? Is this what you want me to do? Uh, this is a hard passage, and Jesus even said that sometimes when he was teaching. This is a hard message. You know, people pushed up against him, and he's like, yeah, this is a, this is a hard passage, a hard message that I'm going to give you. Oh, it's funny how resistant church people are to obedience, <laughs> To, I mean, even to say, and we've done this and we're continuing to do this and we're not going to leave, uh, get, give up doing this, is to say that it, to existing Bible studies, hey, would you just put one new practice in? I don't care what you're doing, how you're setting your small group up. Put this new practice in of asking people each week, what's one thing that you're going to do this week in obedience to what you just studied? And then following up the next week with, did you do it? Yeah. That simple practice Will drive church people crazy. If you want to drive church people, <laughs> they will start looking for a new church. But I, I don't like going there. These people are legalistic. They're asking me to actually obey what God wants, and they're they're wanting me to tell them how I did next. I actually week. have to
1: do something. I, yeah,
0: but I mean, it drives church people crazy. But it really doesn't drive non-church people crazy. If you've ever gotten a, a, a group of people who aren't churched in a place where they're beginning to talk about what God wants, um, they're willing to try it and say, well, I'll see if it works. Yeah. Um, hey, why don't we do that? Why don't we adopt the attitude of, you know, Jesus told me to obey this. Um, I'm going to try it. I'm going to see if it works to be. Uh, more forgiving, or to love my neighbor as I'm saying, you know, to begin to practice that. Some of the things that Jesus taught us are not something that you just do once. They are, they, they really mean that I've got to develop a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I can't develop a lifestyle without beginning new practices. I can't, you know, I, I, I it would probably benefit me to have a lifestyle of uh, exercise that I don't have right now. Um, well, I got to start somewhere, yeah. right? I gotta. I got to figure this out. I've got to. have uh, got to work on what that would look like. Um, you, you're a, a guy that goes to the gym. How many days a week do you? Just go? three days. Just three days. A, just three days. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> so he goes just one three days. O, two weights. There you go. Yeah. So at some point you figured out how what what works for you, mm-hmm. how to obey uh, a lifestyle that that keeps you healthy or mm-hmm. at least helps you to stay healthy. Um, but you had to start somewhere. Yeah. How did you How did you get started? When was the first time you ever went to the gym? Was oh, man. When, you... uh, when I was
1: f- probably encouraged or forced to go in middle school for either wrestling or football practice. There you as go. Like a, as like an out-of-season trainee.
0: Yeah. Okay. I was around
1: like 12, 13 years old. And did you like it immediately? Yeah.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> they were like, if you do this well, you're going to be better at your sport. And I was like, well, I want to be better. better. So there why not go. do it? There's the motivation. I mean, it's obviously uncomfortable and painful and sore. But then when you see the,
0: the, results. The, the results, you're like, okay, you know. So, yeah. so what if we just kept start sort of centering, which is what Jesus did. Yeah. If you want to have a full life of joy and freedom, do this. Yeah, It will result in changes in your life. And you said, you know, earlier, um, I think you said yeah. this earlier, talking about, you know, uh, actually maybe it was a previous <laughs> conversation that we had where you talked about infor- not so much information but transformation. Yeah and if we want our lives to be transformed if we want our marriages to be transformed if we want our parenting our, our our we want depression gone anxiety gone then you know we've got to begin to practice what Jesus told us would release us into those things that that would give us the life the, the results of the lifestyle mm-hmm. he had so yeah, I love that. So we want to we want to ask you, please don't try to even do this in your own devotions. Just ask yourself this question. What's one thing I can do in obedience to what I just read? It can be small. It does not have to be life shattering. I mean, it can be, you know, if Jesus is talking about um, praying, you know, cast your cares on me. Stop right there and say, okay, Jesus, here's the cares I have. I'm going to pray. I'm going to let you have them. Just begin to do something. Ask the Spirit of God. Don't let me read the Word. Don't let me be a part of my Bible study. Don't let me go to church without having one thing that I'm learning every day. Just one microscopic, micro shift that I can make that will help my life become more and more uh, patterned after your life, Jesus. That's what we're looking for. So that's that's kind of that knowledge base we don't want to just keep puffing ourselves up with knowledge. Paul said that uh, isn't good, but obedience will mm-hmm. actually transform uh, our lives. What was our next one?
1: Our next one is from telling to discovery. So it's the idea of it's mm-hmm. not our job to uh, encourage or even say, you need to do this. You have to do this. Or if you only did this, your life would be better. But helping people, especially those outside of uh, following jesus to discover what's better and to uncover it with their own experiences and walk through in it with a coach with someone equipping them not just here's a read the bible it will make your life better get out of my hair yeah. but actually helping them holding their hand to discover and uh because when you discover something it's more powerful and you um, can experience it for yourself versus someone just um telling you something i know that Whenever someone, like, yells at you or wags their finger, you ought to do this or, you ought to do that, is, is like, is our human nature, and especially my human nature, be like, I don't want to do what you tell me. If you ask me, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Or if you walk through it with me or you encourage me to try it, I'm way more open. But the finger wagging just is so offensive. How how, how was, uh, did you find seminary easy? Was n- it easy? It wasn't too bad. Okay. I um, went right from undergrad right into it. So I didn't okay. have, like, a, I didn't have a break.
0: Yeah. That's exhausting. Um... <laughs> But you learning. liked school?
1: Uh, I loved. Uh, I didn't really like seminary, but I loved school. Yeah. Okay. I was how- really good at le- learning how to learn. I, I, learning how to answer the tests. Oh wow! Like you can make mem- force memorization kind of stuff that came really easy to me. Do
0: you remember your first sermon? How how uh, how much time did you spend preparing for your first? Oh, sermon? Oh man, my
1: first sermon was before I went to seminary. Uh, I got to preach at a church I was interning at. Uh, I don't know, maybe twenty hours. I don't know.
0: So, so, so yeah. twenty hours for a uh, twenty minute thirty. Yeah, minutes? it was probably like right at twenty minutes Matt. Twenty minutes. Yeah. So twenty hours for a twenty minute message. Yeah. So if um, I'm sure that we don't always spend that much time. Sometimes I spend more. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. I spend less. But so I, you know, Tim and I, when we are teaching, have spent some significant time letting the passage speak to us, trying to figure out what is it that mm-hmm. it's saying. And then asking God to help us to know what we should be teaching. Yeah. How, how, how? What is it, God? How do we express this truth? Um, so the people who come to listen um, are, in a sense, being spoon-fed, right? Like, oh, we're going to do all the hard work we've for you. In, we've chewed exactly. re- it. We've had it. Exactly. We're yeah. going to regurgitate it out for you. So all you have to do is absorb all of its beauty and nutrients. Um so to ask people to say, hey, we're going to stop spoon feeding you God's word, we're going to ask you to begin to discover for yourself what it says, it is a, it's a change. It's, it's going from that was easier to this is harder. But I think one of the reasons why this is so important is um, we have a generation of young people today who are turning off from the church, telling them what to believe, and um, they want to discover. They're spiritually open. They really are. In fact, Barna would say "There's sp- this this uh, upcoming generation is one of the most spiritually open generations that we've seen in decades. But they would rather discover it. And w- Jesus used the discovery method. Maybe the biggest reason for us to implore uh, a shift from Teaching and telling the way that we normally do. Let me tell you what the Bible says, or let me tell you, as as uh, Tim said, what you should do. To let's discover it together. Is that's what Jesus did. He often answered questions with other questions, instead of just easily making the oh yeah here I'll tell you everything you want to know. Is like well what do you think it says? You know, uh, Master, what what must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, what do you think the Scripture says about that? It was not so much just, I'll give you the easy answers. He taught in parables, which had to be deciphered. What is he trying to say? And Jesus allowed people to not discover. He gave them the freedom to say, if you're not interested enough, you, you can just walk say away. that I'm crazy and walk away. Yeah. Or you can say, he does teaching doesn't make sense. I mean, I often thought about how fun it would be to preach in parables. <laughs> Like, if people
1: want to know more, they can come back. If they want to know more, they
0: can do exactly what they did with Jesus, right? Come back and say, Why are you, what did did you mean by that? This doesn't make any sense to me. Um, But he, because here's, I think, the key thing if you are told something, you might remember it. Correct. If you discover it, you will definitely remember it. Discovery has more impact on me when I find it for myself. Than it does when when somebody just tells me, uh, because when somebody tells me, um, it's sort of like, it's sort of like getting what you didn't work for. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I've had to work for it, it's more important to me. Uh, but when somebody just gives me and gives me and gives me, it's like, eh, well, they just gave it to me. It's not that big a deal to me. So um, this requires us. If you if you're not catching on to this, part of the reasons that these paradigm shifts are hard is that it requires us as the church to get beyond our comfort zones and the easy life of just come and tell me what I'm supposed to know. And it it gets us to the place where we have to search for ourselves what the scripture says uh, and allow God to speak to us. We want God to speak to us,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but um, there there may be some effort involved in learning to listen to hear his, his voice. So Discovery is a, a critical uh, method. It's slower, mm-hmm. um, but any good teacher would tell you that they, they want to help their students discover yeah. rather than just telling them.
1: I, another piece I would never thought of until just now is that uh, discovery has a sense of awe and wonder.
0: Yes. That you miss out when someone tells
1: you. And someone kind of explains all the fun away from it all or explains yeah. all the, the neat details of it. But when you discover something, you're slowly uncovering it and go, Oh my, the, the aha moments, yes. so the eurekas, you're going... Wow! I didn't realize all this. This is really cool. Oh, and it says it over here too. And oh my goodness, this actually applies and more Like, I could tell you it applies to every area of your life, but when you discover it and have that like that, that's a, a sense of satisfaction, uh, of being satisfied, satisfaction
0: yes. that you you have a discovery that you don't have in telling. And that's why we have been encouraging you to learn if you've been listening to us to learn the discovery Bible study method. It it, it It's not so that you can do Bible study that way all the time. It's that Discovery Bible Study is a wonderful way to invite neighbors, friends, coworkers, whoever, business partners, uh, family members even, into a place of discovery of God's Word where you don't have to set yourself up for a teacher as a teacher, and it allows them the power of discovering for themselves that God is live, real, loves them, and is speaking to them and uh, it's seven simple questions, and uh, we won't go over it now, but if you want to know more about the Discovery Bible Study method, you can go to Oakdale's website. Uh, it, and there will be plenty of resources there. or let us know. And uh, you can always email me at kbaker at Oakdale.church, T Parker at Oakdale.church. Comment below. Um, thank you so much. I, I, Tim I, Tim and I love doing this. Mm-hmm uh it's it's sometimes uh, us grabbing each other and say oh man we've got to get together and, and talk some more about paradigm shifts uh but we really do love this but we want it to be useful for you so help us to know how we can do that share us with some of your friends um but thank you so much for being a part of guerrilla discipleship it's a pleasure an honor and a blessing for us to meet with you each week so god bless